This is the True Adventure Podcast, Episode 6. Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast. You love the outdoors and are ready to intentionally use Mother Nature to find your truest life. You struggle to filter out the noise of opinions of those around you. You are not as happy with your daily job as you could be. Here, we talk about how reflection, yoga, and adventure can help you rediscover your truest self. When you're ready to welcome adventure to live your truest life, this is the podcast for you. Now, your host, Karina Baldwin, the adventure guide, yoga teacher, and mental performance coach. Hello, my friends. Do I have something special for you today? Today is the first ever guest interview. I am interviewing my roommate, Erica Shreenan. She is amazing. I'm obsessed with her. Her and I actually met on Bumble BFF. 10 out of 10 would recommend if you ever move to a new city, go use Bumble BFF. I wish I was sponsored, but I am not. So it's actually a genuine recommendation. We met on Bumble BFF and we hit it off right from the start. We really bonded over our adventure our love for skiing, our love for the outdoors, and just really getting out into nature. And we ended up moving in together within like a month and a half, two months of each other, of meeting each other. And now she is here on the podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to meet her and hear her story. She has a great story. We talk about how she's so good at prioritizing the things that truly make her happy and nothing stands in her way. She has a very interesting nine to five job and that doesn't stop her and actually helps her prioritize the things that she really enjoys and loves doing. So I hope you learn lots. I hope you are equally as amazed by all the things that she does as I am and I can't wait for you guys to hear all the things that we talk about. So without further ado... Hello, my friends. Happy Friday. Here on the podcast, we have our first guest. This is Erica Shreenan. She is a Midwest transplant now who lives in the Pacific Northwest, the PNW. She's been skiing since before she could walk, probably. Let's be honest here. She's a proud dog mom. She has a black lab named Oakley. He's super sweet. She's a novice backpacker, and when she isn't in the mountains, she can be found at the nearest bouldering gym or in a brewery. So, Erica, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I know. I'm so excited. So, um, most people don't know, but Erica and I actually have been living together for almost a year now. This May will be a year, and for the longest time... We met just after ski season ended, and so we literally didn't go skiing together until two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks yeah. ago. Recent, recent. It's just so wild that we've been friends for so long, have been living together for so long, and we don't, and both of us just grew up skiing, and yet we just like never got the opportunity to do it together. So, so yeah. cool. Well, and skiing was one of the things that we like immediately hit it off the bat on. And yeah, it took us a whole about 10 months before we finally got it on the mountain together. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I think like, um, like Erica said, that was like one of the first things that we like really hit it off with. And so it's just really cool to have someone 
that also loved this sport as much as I did and who started it like pretty much the same time as I did yeah. like when we were really really young and um so you so you said that like you started really really young but how did your skiing journey I guess kind of happen and how did getting into the outdoors kind of happen and I know a little bit but like go ahead and like tell everybody how you got into the outdoors yeah, well, so as Karina mentioned, I'm originally from the Midwest. I'm from Northern Illinois, um, like just south of the Wisconsin border. So the That's outdoor opportunity, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the outdoor opportunities in the Midwest look so much different than they do here um, in the PNW. Um, so growing up, I learned to ski on like the small, and I hesitate to even call them mountains. They're more just like huge hills um, in the Midwest, um, in Michigan and Wisconsin. But that's where I learned to ski um, since, you know, I right when I learned to walk. Um, so that was my big like outdoor nature thing I did growing up. And then that, um, in addition to, you know, skiing and um, wakeboarding behind a boat in the summertime. So that was kind of all of the outdoor activity I had. I didn't grow up camping unless you count my uncle's backyard in the summertime <laughs> um, and like little walks at the state park in my hometown, but nothing compared to what's out here. But I grew up with those activities and my parents always loved doing those things outdoors and would always make a stop and sit and smell the roses, so to speak, and appreciate the outdoors. So I always grew up with a fondness for them, but it wasn't until I took the leap of faith, moved from Illinois to Washington, that my outdoor, like, journey has really blossomed. So it's been an awesome year and a half of living out in the PNW so far. So what has been, like, now that you're out here in what we would call, like, bigger mountains, real mountains, um, <laughs> what has <Yes>. been... <laughs> The coolest part, the mo like coolest trips. I know you've been, we've been, and you've been on like some really cool backpacking trips. Like what, what has stood out the most? Like what has been the biggest change you've seen out here and experiencing that nature? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest change I've seen is, well, A is just having everything like at my fingertips. Yeah. You have to drive an hour or two to really get somewhere like for a big hike or, to get to the ski mountain or whatever you have to like drive a little bit but that's never deterred me but just having that at your fingertips has been night and day for me and that has become my you know everyday weekend activity is to go out and do something and so really I mean there isn't like one big adventure or trip that is like really made this big lasting impact I think all of them combined have just really made this huge difference for me and just to know that I have this outlet to go spend my time and to do something that's good for both my body and my mental health and to do it with people that enjoy the same things I do has been huge for just my happiness out here my transition from Illinois to Washington um, and then just to experience something new every weekend has been absolutely incredible I love that. And I love that you're saying that getting out and experiencing something new every weekend, like going out and actually experiencing this nature, you're, it helps your mental health. It helps your body because you're moving it. You're <laughs> doing very strenuous things. Yes. But like, yep. <laughs> that It also like has such a positive impact. And 
Um, so I'm going to bring something up and you're going to be upset about it. And it's going to be great. Oh, um, so last <laughs> weekend, last weekend, Erica and I went up skiing and we're driving and Erica like turns to me and the other roommates and she's like, um, how is it that I'm not used to like all, all this amazingness yet? Like I still like get teary eyed and I still like get this overwhelming sense of joy and happiness. And I was like, why would you ever want to get used to that? Why would you ever want to like be normalized yeah. to this? Like, so, okay. So tell me about that feeling that you get, like, what do you think that is? And why do you think that you're able to have it every time you go into the mountains? <laughs> I've actually, yeah, I've done actually a lot of reflection on that very question recently. Um, because I've been having that feeling more and more, this like feeling of like overwhelming gratitude and happiness for like this place I'm at in my life. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with me making these deliberate decisions to do the things that make me happy, which is getting outside and moving my body and doing these outdoor activities. So, I mean, I feel this way whenever I do this awesome hike into the mountains or just sit outside by the water with my dog or some friends or I'm heading up to the mountain when I what the what Karina just said about this this past weekend we were literally sitting in traffic and I felt that overwhelming rush of gratitude and it was just because I knew I was going somewhere amazing I was with some awesome friends I knew I was going to have a great day and to do something like that with great people to do this awesome sport in the mountains which I am obsessed with I'm obsessed with all mountains um I'm just feel so lucky and so blessed and I've just really tried the last year and a half to really make those types of things my priority and not feel guilty when I choose doing something outdoors over like maybe a responsibility or like some chore I should quote unquote be doing um and just leaning into that happiness and to get to do those things that make me happy and being okay doing that instead of something else. It's just really been great. And then I just feel happy all the time. Well, not all the time. I mean, but most of the time <laughs> I'm just human. much happier than I was like two years ago. Yes. Let me tell you. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think like so many people and we are very lucky that we are surrounded by friends who a lot of them do the same thing. I mean, so many people in our friend group are like, oh, weekend trip to, you know, Stevens when, where we go. Yeah, let's skiing. go. Yeah. Like, let's go do it. You know, backpacking trip. And we are pushing ourselves way too hard. Like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. You know, and like, we are very lucky in that fact that we have people that are willing to kind of push. I say responsibilities and you said responsibilities, but I think that's the wrong word because like, responsibilities would mean that we're like putting off the things that we should do and like the things don't need to get done yet and that's the difference you know it's not like we're like putting off like deadlines kind of thing we're just putting yes. off like laundry or like putting off like grocery shopping or like taking getting nine hours of sleep on a weekend you know yeah what, who needs sleep who right needs sleep? <laughs> no, honestly like I think, you know, and I think that that's really important for people to know that there are people out there that will absolutely want to prioritize that with you. And you just have to find those people, you know, and I think so one thing I want to ask you and for you to like go into more depth is how do you think you begin to 
create the mindset of this is my priority. Like this is something that I want to make time for. How do you think you got there? And like, what would be advice that you would give to like someone who's like, I don't have the time. Like, I don't know how to get there. How do I make the time for that? Yeah, that was, that's been something I've been working on recently, actually. And I think it's really all about just kind of sitting down and being like, okay, what do I want in my life? What makes me happy? Is that sitting down with a good book? Or is that going out for a run, you know, once or twice a week? Or is it hiking up a mountain and doing 4000 elevation gain in one day? Oh man, I don't know, it looks different for everyone. And when I sat down to think about that, it was okay, I want to be somewhere. I want to be in a place where my weekends don't always consist of like going out to bars for the weekend and drinking all weekend long or, you know, well, we still drink all weekend long. Yes. Yeah. But you know, it's accompanied (laughs) with an outdoor activity. So, you know, it's chill, right. (laughs) Um, But, you know, in college, I went to school in central Illinois and, you know, quote unquote party school, I guess, whatever you want to call it. So I did a lot of drinking in college and don't get me wrong. I'm all for a good night out. I have a blast. But when I was like evaluating my life, my senior year, when I was looking to accept a job, I realized that, yeah, that's fun, but I didn't want that to be the main source of my social life. And so I, that's when I kind of pivoted and was, and realized, okay, what makes me happy? Oh, it's being outdoors and doing these sports. So what, where can I go that I can have the most access to that? And that's what led me to my move out to Washington is, you know, there is skiing, there's climbing, there's backpacking, there's camping, there's hiking, there's mountain biking, you know, literally everything you could ever want to do is out here. And so then when I moved out here, I just made it my priority. Okay, I'm here. I'm not going to waste my time, waste this scary decision to move across the country from everything I know and love. I'm going to take advantage of each and every moment I have out here. And it was really scary at first to you know, not have friends and to just take my dog and go for a hike somewhere I didn't know or um, try something new. Like I've recently gotten into rock climbing and that was kind of scary because I knew nothing about it. I was very bad at the beginning, um, <laughs> but it's gotten better. And so like it was better. really just, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was just pinpointing those little things that made me happy. And then it's just opened the door to all these other things that I've gotten to know more about. And then it's introduced me to cool people and it's just helped me to begin to prioritize. Cause I've realized that when I do get to go out for a hiking trip or get to go backpacking or skiing, I get back at the end of the day, bone tired, but also so incredibly happy. And then realizing those feelings of happiness and contentment has just made me realize, okay, I need to prioritize this. Like this is what my weekends are for. So, I mean, if anyone asks me if I'm free that like the next month or two on the weekends, my answer is, sorry, I'll be skiing. Like you can come, want to come? I'd love it if you come, but I'm going to be skiing. And that's okay. It's okay to, you know, say no to other things to do something you love. And it's okay to, you know, put off laundry till, you know, the weekday. And or you're literally wearing a bathing suit for underwear. You know? Oh, we're, we got really close. I just put a load in today and we, we were very close to, to that level. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. That's, you know, and, and I think that that is so important is, is 
people actually making the acknowledgement that this activity makes me happy. And so I should fill my life with more of it. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with being like, oh, I can't do that other thing. And letting go of the FOMO, letting go of the FOMO of seeing other people go out because like, yeah, all right, they're having fun. But you know what? You just had a blast today as well. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think people just like really need to make that connection sometimes. And sometimes it's a slap in the face. And sometimes at the beginning, it's kind of hard and I think you and I had a unique experience by moving to a place where we had no friends. And so we actually got the ability to kind of start over without kind of forcing a lot of things. We didn't have to like, oh, sorry, friends. Like, I'm not going to hang out with you anymore because I'm getting this new group. Like, we just created this this bubble of outdoorsy people. And Mm -hmm. anyone who's like not super outdoorsy, we do still hang out with, but we like see them on weekdays mostly, you know? And yeah, it's a different type of relationship. Yeah, for sure. What would you say? So do you say in like 2021, how many weekends do you say that you sat at home? um, There's 52 weeks in a year. uh, Maybe like three or no, I don't even want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Less than five, probably. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And you know, yeah. I I also think and um I also think it's so cool that it doesn't matter what weekend, it doesn't matter like the other things that are happening in life, like you make a priority to go out and go experience whatever you're gonna experience. Like whether it's hiking, you like last weekend we went skiing and then you went up to Seattle and went bouldering. Um and like last summer it was hike after backpack after hike after backpack and that's just like was such a priority for you and I want people to also see that with you you're also like a very particular case because I think a lot of people will hear this and be like wow Erica like loves the outdoors and gets outside and she like must be like a content creator or a photographer or like oh heck no (laughs) like really cool like job because like that's what people picture like well that's usually what it is what you see on social media and the people that you usually hear about this stuff that's what they do yeah and like yeah those travel accounts and the the travel people and the hiking people and they're like sponsored by all these things and like you don't have to be sponsored to do these things you don't have to get free hiking boots you don't have to get free skis in order to do all of these things like don't get me wrong some of the sports we do are expensive (laughs) and that would be nice but erica please tell the world what you do for a living i ladies and gentlemen i'm in insurance (laughs) (laughs) i love love it so much Super glamorous, let me tell you folks. Uh yep, I work a nine to five and I work in insurance. But don't get me wrong, it's the fun insurance. It's not like home or auto. I could go on a spiel about insurance, but that's this is not the podcast for that. It's literally flow from progressive. <laughs> and if you think I'm kidding, she dressed up as flow for Halloween for the last two years. Well, the costume is great, you guys. It's great. <laughs> Let me tell you. And I made it. I'm not artistic, and I made that apron. <laughs> I, when I first met Erica and she was like, I'm an insurance, I was like, oh, she must hate her job. And then she, 
Like, <laughs> then I talk about it nonstop. Talks about it all the time, and I'm just like, I have no idea what you're saying, but like, okay, cool. And she, she's so funny, and she just absolutely loves it. And I love that about you that you do this, like, you know, seemingly average job, but that literally does not stop you from doing all the things that you love. Like, how do you how do you balance the classic nine to five? in a you don't you don't work in a cubicle but like basically you work in at like a desk job you know like a classic mm-hmm. stereotypical je- desk job and you still manage to do these things like what do you think it is that's helping you or just do it yeah i think i think it's twofold one being my job as much as i enjoy it and love it and it is you know i enjoy going every week my job enables me to have the capabilities to do these sports and these outdoor activities I love. I mean, my job helps me fund the gas to put in my car to make it up the mountain. And it helps me buy that new pair of skis to take my skiing to the next level and, you know, buy the backpacking food and whatever. Uh, So for one, it enables me to do all these things. And two, I mean, yeah, it's Monday through Friday and I can't do things during the work week per se, but I have Saturday and Sunday off. I can dip out of work early on a Friday if I want to make it up to the campsite for the weekend. It's just making sure that, yeah, I get all my other things done during the week and I do a good job at my job Monday through Friday so I can take the full entire weekend to go do something I want to do and something I enjoy doing and get out of nature because I, my job, I sit inside all day and it stinks, especially in the summer when it's super sunny out and it stinks when it's snowing buckets up at the ski mountain and it stinks to be sitting at my computer on those days. However, I know that, you know, a day off is just right around the corner and I still can go do all those things. And it's just, it's all about balance and then making sure that on my off days, I prioritize doing those things I want to do and just saying like, yep, this is what I'm doing Saturday and then actually going to do it. Yeah. It's, it's the follow through. It's the follow through. Like that's the, yeah. you can say all day that like, Oh, I'm going to go do this thing. But if you don't actually decide, you don't actually follow through. And this goes for your work and play time. Mm-hmm. Like if you show up on Monday and you don't work until like Friday and then you're like, oh, now I have to work the weekend because you didn't do all the things, all the tasks that you need to do. Like, Yeah. You didn't follow through. So, like, of course you're not going to have time to go out and hike and do mountain things. So, it, it yeah, that follow through is so important in actually deciding that, like, oh, this is going to happen. And deciding, like, at the very beginning of the week, right? You know, this isn't – I mean, yeah. obviously, like, last minute things come up. Life happens. But deciding, like, oh, this week, Monday through Friday, I'm going to get all my tasks done. So that way Friday when you clock out, you're – done you're not worried about whatever you're worried about you know and so many people one take work home which if you're working for someone else I have this is a deep-seated belief this is a (laughs) deep deep belief but if you work for someone else in my mind I'm like it's their like profit you're getting paid a salary or like no and if you're getting paid hourly like that's a whole different thing I don't I don't know it depends on the type of job you have you know if you work like 
a waiter job and you get paid hourly and on tips, you know, that's different. But also like leave all your work worries at home when you clock out, clock out. Yeah. <laughs> and I enjoy your evening. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like enjoy it. And that's one thing. Um, one thing I keep saying, that's one thing that you're great at. Clearly you're great at amazing, like a ton of things, but this is not so many things. Erica's <laughs> so good guys. Like she's literally the best. Um, but that's one thing, like, I know when you're not working, you know, when you're like, I've, I've, I'm done. My computer is upstairs. Like I'm done working for the day. And she works from home a lot of the time too. So her, she has like a whole desk area that she'll literally leave her computer. Now, sometimes she works like in our living room, but like when she's done for the day, the computer's gone. Like very rarely do I see you working outside of your normal work hours. And that's because in the middle of the day, you were like, I'm going to take two hours off. And you decide to make up for it somewhere. You can absolutely do that. You know, you're lucky that you have that freedom to be yes. like, hey, I'm going to take, you know, a really long lunch and then I'm going to work an extra hour at the end of the day. Like, cool, totally fine. But like, actually, you're done when you're done. You know, so many people bring it into the weekend and stress about this or that. And it's just not worth your time especially and again deep-seated especially when you work for someone else yeah like it's their ultimately it's their task and as long as you're doing what you need to get done don't worry about it like let that shit go like you'll be fine it'll be okay yeah it's hard to turn it off especially in today's like day and age with all like phones and yeah you know, social media and stuff. And like, that's like another really amazing bonus of getting outdoors and like going hiking or backpacking or camping or whatever, because a lot of those places don't have great cell service. (laughs) So you have no choice. Literally the best days are ones without cell service. Yes. Yeah. I, we, Karina and I had gone on a backpacking trip this past summer. It was the enchantments. And let me tell you, if you want something that's going to push you and make you realize how capable your body is. I 10 out of 10 recommend the enchantments backpacking trip. Um, but it was, we were three days without our phones and what man was it rejuvenating? Let me tell you. Felt so good. My literally my best favorite backpacking trips are always ones without cell service. Like, yes, it's just so nice to actually disconnect. And you, what's wild is like, you don't even have to like, intentionally be like I'm gonna sit and not think about the things that I'm stressed out about I don't have to sit and be like what are my life goals or like what do I want to do and take you don't even have to do that stuff and you still feel a a more connected to yourself you know for sure I'd agree with that so cool and I think that like truly getting away from phones such a big part of it because we're we're constantly checking our emails, checking our social media, checking our text messages and even voicemails, which is rare nowadays, but still. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's hard to turn off because, I mean, we're always somewhere with our phones. There's always service. I mean, obviously, unless you're out in the mountains, but it's there's something different about like being at your home and saying, OK, I'm not going to check my phone for an hour. And then you. I, I, I always check it. I'm horrible, even if I say that for myself. But yeah, when you're yeah. outdoors, even if there is reception or something, my phone's usually away and I'm enjoying nature and like enjoying the 
peacefulness of the trees or the mountain or like the ocean or wherever it is I may be. And that is so invaluable in my opinion. And I know, I know whenever I come back from like a weekend trip, even if it's up skiing and I even have my phone, I still come back and I feel so Zen, I guess <laughs> if it maybe is a good way to put it. <laughs> I just come back. I'm like, wow, even though I just skied Saturday, Sunday, and my body is so tired, like my mind is calm and ready for like the work week. And I think that's also another one of the reasons why I like to take my weekends and do something both days is because I feel more rejuvenated on work on Monday and then to like check my email on Monday than I would had I just sat at home all weekend personally. Yeah, seriously, because like when you sit at home, you probably watch TV. Maybe you go out to like a farmer's market. Maybe you go grocery shopping. Maybe you are productive with like home body stuff. But at the same time, you're not getting the actual like filling again. I feel like it's more maintaining you know and yes yeah I I think like nature is such a good way to actually like fill your cup essentially yeah no I would 100% agree with that or just like reset too Mm -hmm. it's for me sometimes like being out if I'm having like a horrible stressful week or like something happened with a friend or whatever and I'm you know sad or feeling like off kilter like a week a day even just a day or an afternoon outside I it always resets me and kind of like brings me back to like equilibrium and I'm like okay you're good like everything's fine all I needed was some fresh air a lot of the time and it just gives me perspective yeah I guess it's it I always think it's so cool how much nature gives you perspective on your life without mm-hmm. even like like they're just trees <laughs> I know they're literally trees and rocks like, wow. out of the ground <laughs> I don't understand and what's funny is like it's I don't even think it's about the beauty either because like I find beauty in art and architecture and like man-made things too but it Mm -hmm. doesn't hit the same it no it doesn't like just nature has it has magic like there's just magic out there that just looking out into the mountains and valleys and all the rivers and all the things that are just out there and you're just like you can literally feel everything in your body just like decompress yeah oh that is the perfect word decompress yes it's it's like a truly a relief truly a like you said a reset a true breath of fresh Mm -hmm. air like literally and figuratively yes I love it. So what do you think has been, since you've been out here in the PMW for a year and a half now, right? Almost, yeah, mm-hmm. about a year and a half now. What do you say has been your favorite trip that you've been on or favorite day that you've been on? And like, what was that like? I would say my favorite trip. Um, and this trip was like a more of a low key trip. It was, so it was, with you, Karina, and then our friend Jordan and Caitlin. And then, so it was just like us four girls. Um, to Baker. And yes, <laughs> when we went to Baker. Yeah. And with that, and then Karina brought her dog, Sierra, and I brought Oakley. And it was just like this fun girl group. And I mean, it was my, I, so I've just recently, this past summer, gotten into backpacking. So I'm still quite the novice at it. Um, still, still learning all the ins and outs. Um, 
but that's fine because, you know, we're doing so with in good company, but um, it was just the four of us girls. And that was one of my favorites just because it was such a chill trip and we didn't pick anything too strenuous. The dogs got to run around. Um, I hadn't been that close to Baker. I don't think. It was so great. Um, and we came like, yeah. like right before sunset and the sun. Like, it was a literal golden hour. Literal golden hour. And Baker was out. Well, it was clouded for a majority of the day, but like right as we were passing yeah. it. He came out, peaked. Yeah, and I think what one of my favorite things, why it was one of my favorites is because it was just kind of a spur-of-the-moment trip that we planned. Like, we had kind of been talking about it. Well, but it was, like, like, three days before we went. Yeah, Maybe. and so there was no pressure. There was no, like, build-up. It was just we were outside enjoying it together, and we weren't, you know, trying to speed up to the top. And, I mean, well, we were trying to end. get to sunset. But, <laughs> yeah, the like, last, like, 20 minutes, we were like, oh, no, we're going to miss this sunset. But, like, other than that, we were just, like, there to have fun. And and it was so relaxing to just be with you three and the dogs. And it was just really chill. And I just remember, like, leaving that trip and just being so thankful. I had found, you know, three other girlfriends who – enjoyed backpacking because a lot of people at least from back home when I talk to my friends from back home a lot of them are just kind of like really you want to like hike up a mountain with like 30 pounds on your back you're insane (laughs) yeah hydrated food yeah it's like yum um (laughs) but it's just you know one of the reasons I was so excited to move to Washington was to meet other like-minded people and it was just kind of like this wonderful moment after that trip was I was like wow I found some really great people out here and it just made my heart happy. And I, you know, I've been feeling the, that happiness ever since with each new adventure I go on with amazing people. So that I think that was one of my favorites. <laughs> I love that trip. That trip was so fun. And I remember us joking around that we like found our version of like sex in the city friends where we were yes. like, we were like, Oh, we found our girl gang. And we're outdoorsy, and everyone's outdoorsy, and it's so funny. Yeah. It's like, I know, um, and I can't speak for Jordan, because she's pretty, she's still pretty new as well, and I, I don't, actually, I don't know too much about Caitlin's history, but, like, you and I both grew up in more areas that outdoorsy wasn't as big like kind Mm -hmm. of outdoorsy but like not really you know me growing up in Florida you growing up like it's still kind of middle of nowhere but yeah 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 (laughs) um and so we didn't really have mountains to go to we didn't have Mm -hmm. friends growing up that were like into backpacking and like I'm I would assume for you as well that even friends who skied were hard to find and so it's it's just so cool out here that we've like found people who are into these things who want to do them so often and and are down for like oh two days let's go backpacking yeah hell yeah let's go Mm -hmm. so cool and um so you said that you're still pretty new to backpacking and I remember this Erica's first backpacking trip is literally the most intense backpacking trip in the state of Washington. Like, it's called the Enchantments, yeah. and it's what she talked about that her and I did together. So she did it twice this summer. First one was her first backpacking yeah. trip. Which, how was that as your first backpacking trip? Because this is the stats for everyone who does not know. It is 23 miles 
And most people do it in like two to three days is probably like average. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's 5,000 feet of elevation, essentially, about. It's like 4,800? What is it? Yeah, that sounds right, yeah. I think it's like 4,800. So like, and I think we did the math. I think it was like three Empire State Buildings, like vertical that you're doing. Which is, it's a good, it's a good jaunt. <laughs> and most of it is in one go. It's in like one mile. And so you're just like 30 pounds in your pack going straight up. And this was her first. And it hurts. First ever backpacking trip. So how, how was that for your first go? <laughs> oh, it was quite the experience. So, I mean, so we had, so with the enchantments, you have to put your name in for a lottery. So you, you know, put your name in and they only choose so many people, um, to keep it like low numbers since it's such a beautiful place. They just don't want a ton of people going through every year. But anyway, we were lucky enough to get win the lottery and get a permit for it. Literally win the lottery. <laughs> yes. Literally. literally yeah. <laughs> um, and so we knew back, I think it was, I don't know. I think it was like April. May, April or May. I think April they came out. I think we applied for the permits in March, which the okay. permits are coming up soon. Yeah, so, mark your calendars. Mark everyone. your calendars <laughs> if you want to do the enchantments. Um, yes, make that happen. But so I mean, I knew April that we were going to be doing it end of July. That was when our permit was for, and so the the intention was that I was going to do one or two little trips to get myself ready for this, since you know I have never had a backpack. Well, I've never hiked with a big backpack. I didn't know I didn't have all the gear yet. I didn't know what kind of foods I would want to help fuel me for a strenuous hike. I had no idea. I just knew that I can put one foot in front of the other. Other that I knew I could do that. Um, so, but the summer got away from me, and all of a sudden it became very clear that oh, there's no time for a little <laughs> backpacking trip before the enchantments. You are going to do the enchantments with what you have and with whatever. <laughs> muscle and in shapeness you possess. So I was like, you know what? I know I can do it. I didn't think it was going to be pretty, but I knew I could get myself through the hike. Um, and I did, I did get myself up over that 5,000 or 4,800 feet of elevation gain. And it was a little brutal and my backpack was not ideal. I have since upgraded my backpack to a better one and she copied mine. I packed Yeah, I packed too much food. um, And so, but you know what? I got up there. I got up to the top of the elevation gain and I was so proud of like my body and what it was able to do. I was so proud because it is a steep incline, let me tell you. But I got to the top and I was like, wow, this is impressive. I'm proud of my body. And then it made me feel like I could accomplish anything. So then the rest of the backpacking trips we did that summer, I was like, nah, this is a breeze. <laughs> so easy. Except for the one we were not prepared for. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that at the beginning of this, this story, Erica literally told you how to hike. Like anyone who's like, I don't know how to get into the outdoors. I don't know how to like go out and hike or backpack. You just put one foot in front of the other. That's literally it. That's all that hiking is. That's all that backpacking is. That's all that most sports are. It's literally one foot in front of the other. And that like 
that's all you got to know how to do. And if Erica's first backpacking trip is the enchantments, I promise you, anyone who wants to do any backpacking trip, you are very capable of doing it. Like Erica was like straight up, I'm going to go Reese Witherspoon in the wild and just like throw myself into this. (laughs) It kind of felt like that. I'm not going to lie. I was literally like, wow, three days out, no shower. Don't know if I have enough food. But we're going to try it out. And you know what? (laughs) It worked out. The learning curve got real sharp there. (laughs) Yeah. No, just disclaimer. I was with two other friends who had been backpacking. I wasn't ill prepared. I just didn't know what was going to work best for me. So I would like to put that disclaimer out there. But like, yeah, I did not know what I was getting into. I just knew that my body could handle it and that I had to be mentally tough, which you know, really depending on what you want to do outside, you can go for a short little mile hike and that's awesome. Or you could do, you know, you know, the PCT trail, which is, you know, border to border and be a freaking rock star, but it's yeah. really whatever is like your adventure. But yeah, left foot, right foot. That's all I got to do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Left foot, right foot. So what do you think was the biggest thing that you learned out of, you know, like now you've had a summer of backpacking under your belt, like what was the biggest learning curve that you had in the hiking backpacking world? Uh, Just backpacking wise, I would say the biggest learning curve I had was knowing what food I was going to want out there and what was going to make me feel full and like give me the energy to do the hike um as I mean there's so many resources online that I was looking at for like you know what kind of backpacking foods can you bring or like what this is what I bring on my backpacking trip and you know you can buy those dehydrated meals from REI or Amazon or whatever which 10 out of 10 recommend those um but I had no idea what kind of snacks I was gonna want how if I was gonna want like something sweet what was I gonna want only salty foods I had no idea um so I just kind of packed enough food to get me through the trip and a lot of it was perfect and I had wished I brought like maybe like a chocolate bar or something um for something sweet or I wish I would have you know packed a little bit less for breakfast one day but other than that you know I just made sure I had enough food but as like the summer went on after that first trip I kind of had a better handle of like okay these are the kind of foods I want. This is about how much food I want. And like, that's still something I'm even figuring out. I think the last backpacking trip I went on, I was kind of like, wow, wish I would have brought more for breakfast today. You know, it's, it's still a learning game. And I mean, I've only been on four backpacking trips, I want to say. So I'm still learning, but I would say that that's been my biggest curve backpacking wise is just knowing what and how much to bring. Yeah. Yeah. Food is always really tricky because like everyone, just eat so differently and everyone needs mm-hmm. everyone's body is so differently and you you burn so many calories so when you many. backpack literally so many and the glorious thing about backpacking food <laughs> and backpacking is that everything tastes good like 90 percent of the time oh yeah 90 percent oh, of the yeah. time like ugh, which is so nice so what do you what's your like favorite backpacking meal that you've had thus far my favorite lunch to have is you can get these like tuna packets which don't, okay hear me out hear me out I know tuna sounds weird tuna packets. <laughs> they are so <laughs> they're good because you can they're not just tuna you can get them flavored so if you get like the buffalo that, yeah tuna, I remember the buffalo <laughs> you can so they also have it in the chicken you know you can chicken yeah. but you can get 
it in um in their own like packages so you can get buffalo chicken or tuna and then i would do that with like wheat thins which don't break as easily as you might think if you just put them in like a dry pouch or something i was always really impressed that those maintain their shape like yeah what a wheat thin i'd be like are they're not crumbs Yeah, none of them were. So that was like my go-to lunch because then you get the protein from the tuna or chicken and then it was um, not bar- – I was saying barbecue, wasn't I? I meant to say buffalo. No, you said buffalo. You said buffalo oh. the first time. You said buffalo. Okay. Yeah, so they're <laughs> buffalo. <laughs> so you got some spice and then you got the salt and the carbs of the cracker. I love it. I love it. That's such- You know what? <laughs> I decided that's going to be my like end question for all my podcasts. I'm going to be like, so what is your favorite adventure food? Oh, and- you there could be a whole – array there's of answers so many. i follow this one girl who brings pickles skiing with her Ooh, <laughs> i feel like i could vibe with that i feel like i, I really like the that. idea oh another thing though that we did actually my friend our friend caitlin brought up she brought a thing of sour patch kids which went on when we went on the champions it was like three days and like there was this one day we were just chilling in our swimsuits by this lake and i was just snacking on some sour patch kids and it was the perfect sweet and like sour thing i needed so also bring treats if you're out in the yes something to i remember i remember one backpacking trip it was when my mom and i were doing the jmt and we like sat down for lunch next to this father and son. This kid was like 13 years old. So like good like mm, I was struggling. This kid was just like That's impressive. And <laughs> that's exactly how we walked. Um, <sighs> but him and his dad like sat down for lunch or lunch next to us and um they were like eating and my mom and I were having lunch and they like whipped out a Snickers bar. And the dad oh. like split a Snickers bar. And mind you, this is a Genius. 12 day backpacking trip that my mom and I are on. And we did not put any like true sweets into our- I would have wanted to carry it. Because <laughs> 12 days. My mom That's a long time. My mom at one point was like, I'm not gonna bring deodorant. And I was like, Mom, I will carry please your deodorant <laughs> because I have to share a tent with you. Please bring deodorant. <laughs> like you know 12 days you're really you really want to cut down on what you're carrying but this guy like whips out a snickers because they're on like a two or three day trek and i was like oh that looks good and he was like you want to bite and i was like i mean if you're offering yeah sure (laughs) wow what a guy to offer i know he like broke off a piece for mom and i it was like you know a little piece whatever but it was enough for mom and i to be like all right next time snickers (laughs) yeah something uh, something yeah something so much so i would also i want to ask one more thing before we start to wrap up what did you feel about like the intimidation and like the worry of just like one being a female being out in the mountain world and just like lack of your own knowledge prior to just experiencing it like what would you say to someone who's trying to do more adventure in the mountains like how would you say that they get kind of past the intimidation and kind of the like looks of honestly like men (laughs) looking at you and being like you're alone in the wilderness like what are you doing you know like what would you say to people that are kind of trying to break into that 
Yeah, no, that is a very, very real thing that I, I still like feel to this day. So like the intimidation of it. Um, so two things I kind of want to touch on with that question. One, just, I mean, it can be very intimidating to like go out on a hike by yourself. I'm very fortunate I have my dog. So that really eases a lot of my worry sometimes. But like at the same time, still, I'm sometimes hiking alone. So things I do to combat that are A, I either have like a little utility tool with like a little knife in it uh, or my pepper spray on me at all times just to give me some peace of mind. Um, And then I always tell someone where I'm going and then I also, when it's just me, I try to pick a little bit more populated trails mm-hmm. yeah. just so that there's more people around. And especially when, if you're by a bigger city, I mean, I live near Seattle, so a lot of the trails I do solo hike are pretty busy because we're so close to the city. Um, so that helps a lot. And then at the end of the day, you just have to be confident because you know what? You're out there to enjoy nature and no one should take that away from you as long as you're being smart um, and aware. Just own it. Own that hike and own the time that you have outdoors. Um, But then also with being outdoors, I I feel like, I don't know if you feel this way too, Karina, but I sometimes think that the outdoor community is very male dominated Mm -hmm. Um, in more areas than others. I mean, for example, like mountain biking, I feel like is very male dominated. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that is one of the sports I really want to get into. Um, I've done it, gone a few times with my brother, um, but it was interesting when I first moved out here, he was like, oh yeah, Erica, there's like this little mountain bike park um, near where you're going to be living, like you should go and you can make friends there. And I was just kind of like, yeah, but isn't like, there are all these guys there? And he's like, yeah, so? And I was like, well, A, would they want to like ride with a girl? And B, like, that's a little creepy as a female to like, just like have random guys trying to talk to you at the mountain bike park you know it's a completely different mindset like so different they they just like walk around they're not they don't feel that intimidation of like oh what Mm -hmm. are you doing here whereas like when you would walk in there like I guarantee if you walked in there even know how confident you would be you would still Mm -hmm. feel eyes on you being like what is what what are you doing here you know yeah yeah and that's so true Yeah. You just kind of got to own it. And that's one thing I've like learned is like, okay, this is something I want to do. Rock climbing. I want to go rock climbing at the gym in town. I'm bad at it, but you know what? I'm just going to go and rock climb. Even if there's majority male men around me, I've gone to the mountain bike park by our house a few times and it's mainly men there. And you know what? I know I can't (laughs) mountain bike very well. I, (laughs) I, it is very bad, but you know what? I'm there and I'm there to get better. And even like on a hard hike when it's super steep and I'm dying and I'm so gassed and my th- quads are burning, you know what? I don't care that I'm out of breath because you know what? I'm there to have a good hike and I'm there to get better and that's all you can hope for. And one of the things I kind of live by is the saying that comfort is where dreams go to die. Go to die. So I'm yeah. trying to constantly push myself to be in uncomfortable situations to better myself and to try something new because you know what if I hadn't been okay being a little bit uncomfortable I wouldn't have moved out to Washington and yes. I wouldn't be getting into backpacking and you wouldn't have you met know, me I went to met Karina and my life would be so sad <laughs> had I not met her 
but but seriously try try the thing that makes you scared that scares you but you want to try because you think you'd love it because those are going to be the best things in life and it's going to get better you just got to get over the hump of it feeling uncomfortable it's and and that's the thing it's like you're going to be uncomfortable like unfortunately Mm -hmm. fortunately mountain sports and getting into those things that you really want to try like you are going to be uncomfortable and there are going to be people looking at you and you just have to put those blinders on and just be like, I'm here to have fun and I'm here to do what I want to do and get better or just have an experience and just like not worry about people looking at you, honestly, because they're yeah. going to look. And you know what? It's great that they're looking because you are an anomaly and you are changing the story. You're yes. changing the way that people will eventually be able to walk out into the mountains and see a good representation of the population, not just white males, not just males, not just, you know, like, so I think that is really powerful. That's really powerful to just get out, put the blinders on, not worry about those other people do it bad because you're not going to, you're not going to be good unless you do it bad. No, you're not. Exactly. Got to learn from the mistakes. Yeah. So with that, do you have any last nuggets of wisdom that you would like to let your uh, the listeners know? <laughs> I mean, I guess my biggest thing would just be find what makes you happy and go do it. Like that literally applies to any area in life, whether that means like reading a book or going to just take a walk, you know, down to like the coffee shop down the street or I don't know, go thrifting or climb a mountain, what whatever it is, you know, if you're not, if it makes you happy and you're not doing it often enough, then like that needs to change. Do more of it. Do it more often. Make it a priority. If anything, just pencil it into your weekly schedule and then before long, it'll become a habit and you'll be doing it more often and you'll be happier. Because um, when I started doing all the things that I loved more often, I saw results and I'm just a happier person. I tell my friends like literally daily, I'm like, wow, guys, I'm just so happy right now. And I know it sounds so <laughs> lame and corny, but it's so true. I'm just, so I'm true. happy. And it's because I'm doing the things I love that fulfill me. And like, that's really all you can ask for in life is to be happy because you're getting to do the things that fill you up. So go find what that is and make it a priority. Yeah, absolutely. Do that. And you can do it doing any other nine to five, any other job that can do it. Like Erica is a testament to that. Like you don't have to be a traveler, content creator, photographer in order to like do all these really cool things. Okay. Where can people find you? Like Instagram handle, website, whatever. So I'm on Instagram. You can find me at a girl underscore who explores. So that is all my hiking, skiing, adventures, and then a lot of my dog. <laughs> a so lot. You see a lot of it's, it's, it's mostly a dog account with some mountains splattered in there. <laughs> all the rails that have really kicked off have been of Oakley. <laughs> they have been all Oakley, yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, I want to say thank you so much for having you on the podcast. I'm so glad that you were my first guest, and I can't wait. I'm definitely going to have you on again eventually. Like, you're going to go do some really cool hike, and you're going to do some really cool ski thing or whatever, and 
we're going to come back here and we're going to do this all over again. And I can't wait for it. Me either. Um, I'm so excited you had me. Thanks for of course. inviting me. Of course. All right, my friends, that is all that we have for you this Friday. I will talk to you in the next episode of the True Adventure Podcast. Why is this not pausing now? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know.